Welcome to another Aflame teaching session. We hope you enjoy this special message by Hank Kleinschmidt. Nowadays, I have a herd of cows and a pen full of hogs. I don't know how many there are, probably 60, 70 hogs I have. It's a lot. I don't ever know how many there are anymore. I give them away. As soon as I go by the pen and I see several heads sticking up, I just have them hauled off to some villages somewhere, do a wedding or a conference or something. <laughs> there ain't no reason for me to have that stuff, to give it to somebody that's hungry. That's the right idea. That's my opinion. It's God's opinion. All right, so we was doing this big deal, right? And uh, uh, I was sitting down there, and there was probably 200 of our main leaders around me, and we're we we don't we're a little bit different, than y'all. We uh, we stand and call down fire. Uh, uh, it starts when I get there. I don't I don't move. I'll come up. Uh, and, and all the people, because they want to touch me and hold me, and because to them I'm valuable, and I and I recognize that, and uh, so I let them handle me. Uh, it's true; it's very necessary. Jesus did that, um, and so uh, they'll come up, uh, and then all of a sudden they'll start being ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred uh, leaders. Uh, I'll be up there with me, and I just stand, I just look at the people, and I don't say nothing to them, I just say something to God, and you ought to see when the fire comes, you know, it's, 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 it's a marked difference uh, from one breath to the next, it's nice, and uh, so, and I like it, so, <clears throat> So I'm standing up there one day, and this this village lady walks up. Now, I don't know what y'all know about uh, village people, but they're not uh, to me. They're they're the salt of the earth. They're the backbone on which you stand. Uh, to me, all right. And uh, so she comes up there. Now she's a old line dress lady. She's uh, Aztec. Uh, um, she's uh, Got the older dress style on. It's probably 1,500 years old. They changed about 1,500 years ago, and they stayed with this one. Uh, and so she has a whole handful of clothes in her hand. You know, and I'm thinking, what, is she, what does she want? I, I don't want no, her clothes. And uh, so... She says, "I need you to pray over these clothes," and I and I said, uh, "Why? Why you want me to touch clothes? Why?" She said, "Because my entire family are going to die in the next few days. My husband, all the way to my grandkids, everybody's going to die. They're all down. It's it's incurable." Uh, I don't remember which one it was. It was either cholera or dengue. I don't remember. Because there's no help for these people. There's no help. Nobody's coming. 
There's no United Nations. There's no shots. There's no nothing. The plagues roll through, you die. The plagues roll through, your animals die. The plagues roll through, your crops die. And you, you're, you live with it. It's, there's no one coming. But God sent me. <laughs> and I, I grant it, I'm not very much. But I'll guarantee you I'm going to stand up for them. Uh, that's the way they've been treated is over. So, uh, so, uh, she, uh, and I said to her, I said, I, that's unusual. Why are you asking me that? She says to me, you told us God can do anything. I said, yeah, he can. Well, dude, this is weird. Why don't I just... Come out there. She said, because you're doing this, they're going to die before you get there. Because huh? y'all don't know it, but she don't have any money. And she live, walking, she lives about five days away. And that's how she got there. And, uh, of course, when she got to us, uh, and I, I, I saw to it, had some brothers take an offering for her and give her money to get home on a uh, what we call a combi. I don't know what y'all call them little vans. I don't know. They call combis here too? What? Say what? And so, um, so, okay. So instead of it taking five days for her to get back, it'll only take a day and a half, you know? Um, so, so what I did is there's always around me theologians. Uh, Pharisees, Sadducees. There's always people of religious stature that are observing, critiquing, monitoring, trying to get control, trying to guide, trying to change it to their format, or whatever it is I do, which which is none of their business. But they're there anyway. And so I, I reached over to one of them. I said, find me a verse uh, 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 where it's legal for me to lay hands on these clothes. And, I mean, I'm going to do it whether you find a verse or not, because the lady asked me to. Uh, so they started looking. They found a verse there in Acts chapter 19, 11 and 12. It, it says that God did extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. And all y'all have statues to Paul, and y'all go and touch it thinking you're going to get something from a rock. Statues are built by men's hands that have zero power. Lose them. Jesus is king. All right? And, and also these uh, things you hang around, these pictures that you think are awesome to have around, they don't have power. Some man painted that. I mean, if God shows up and paints one, I'd leave it. But other than that, get rid of them. So, all right, there you go. Coming after religion. That's my goal in life is to destroy religious spirits. So, you have a different goal than I do. So, it says that cloths, clothes, were brought to him, and they touched his skin. And, 
and these things were brought back and put on people who were sick, and they were healed, and demons came out of people. And so when they when they showed me that verse, I, I was astounded because I know because I read through the Bible five times a year on purpose. I know I read that. Uh, goodness, my goodness, I should have known that. That should have been something that stuck out to me. So I just went over there and got those clothes from that lady, and just walked around with them and held them and held them and. Rubbed them on other people, and because uh, there's lots of people around us that are really powerful, they raise the dead and do all sorts of miracles, and I like to be around them. So I rub, I rub, I, I rub cloths on them, and uh, uh, now we know it to be DNA, but it's God's DNA. It's the anointing. That those cloths are getting on them. All right, so this lady gets back home, and you know we didn't hear nothing. You never do uh, in the mountain. Uh, uh, but I was over there close, uh, you know, only about a five or six hour walk for them. So they came. Uh, the whole family came, and the lady walks up, just really weeping and telling me thank you and all this stuff. I said, Well, how did it go? What happened? She said, well, I got home, and they were still alive, but barely breathing. She said, so I started with my grandchild, the youngest grandchild, and I put, as soon as I put the clothes on the child, it was healed instantly. Wow. You know something? And she said, I went all the way through all everybody, all the way to my husband, and everybody was healed instantly. So... Ever since then, we've been doing this, and very fortunate to have seen lots of miracles with it, even dead raisins. So I need you to believe the Bible, okay, as it's being opened up to us, uh, because we see it, we read it, but we don't see it. I don't know how it escapes us, but it does. I need revelation. Say it. Yeah. I need revelation of the Word of God. Because it's... Leviticus is the most boring book to me. I hate reading that book. Golly, it's just nothing but rules and regulations. And, uh, but I, you still, people have been raised from the dead by reading Leviticus. It's the weirdest mess. You know, you want some jump shout verse, you know. But no, it's got to be that old... Law stuff. God is just amazing, okay? I like it personally. I like it because He confounds the wise and He illuminates the stupid. Holy Ghost. Okay, so. I like it because that lady, she's the one who got me started on that trail. She's, man, I like her. I still do. So I want to read you a couple of verses and show a couple of little slide things. But all I got, I don't never show buildings and mass people. I don't do that. I don't agree with that at all. 
But I do agree with showing you people that's been healed from incurable diseases. That's, of course, that's my opinion. Uh, uh, and I do have one. As <laughs> you're finding out. <laughs> All right. So if you will, let's, uh, let's start into some more of this plan. It's, I'm only going to do two verses because I want to jump into it. You have no idea, but that's exactly the verse I'm going to is the door. It's pretty nice. So uh, let's start here uh, in Psalm 68. Uh, well, this app is surely throwing me out. I don't know. Where are we now? Luke. I don't want Luke. I want Psalms. I'm going to change this app. Okay, so y'all be patient with me while I scroll through this stuff. There it is. Psalm 68, uh, I think it's 18, it seems like. Now look, I really got touched last night. Look, and I don't, whenever that stuff comes on me the way it did... Well, you saw it on me. It takes hours for it to lift off me. So I had a hard night. I couldn't sleep because I, I was like electric. And so, so that's a that's a good problem to have. It is because uh, I know people. They go to church their whole life, and uh, they're about like the concrete. They just sit there. And I'm grateful that I am one of the emotional bunches that can get touched easy. I like that. I do like that. I appreciate that. I'm around, like my daughter, one of my daughters, she just, beautiful girl, man, just loved God, but she just could not get an emotional burst. But you got to understand, my wife is closed as well. Uh, I'm grateful she loves me because she's pretty closed. But but it's finally one day Jesus come walking in with this with this basket of of steaming bread. She saw him. I didn't get to see him. And, and she said, "Dad, Dad, look, it's Jesus." And, I, and I'm trying to look. <laughs> I just can't see him. <laughs> And she said, look, he's handing bread. And, and she would point to somebody, and immediately they go flying. Boom! Jesus was handing them fresh bread. It was, it was amazing. And she was just watching him. And, and he said, oh, Dad, he's giving me one. <laughs> she flipped. That's nice. God answered her prayer and said, Jesus himself. That's pretty nice. I'm grateful. <clears throat> Psalm 68. <laughs> Let's do 17. I'll see how, how far we'll go. The chariots of God. Now, uh, I want you to recognize, understand, and realize there is no lack in the kingdom of God. Now, I know that we experience that, but that's our choice. I'm not against you at all. But I know that you're making the choice to, 
to stop God's hand because you won't seek it. Because you, you believe that this plateau that brought you filled with the Holy Ghost, saved, and then you find a location that you like, and you stay there. That is not legal. You climb the mountain of God until he says stop. Or he takes you home. Look, look, I am not against you. You know that by now, hopefully. But but you need to let, see, see what I've recognized, I've been at this a long time, and my whole family's eight generations and all this, you know. So we got some knowledge on how, to, how humans, how especially leaders, function. What I know about you is, you have deleted everyone out of your life that disagrees with you. There is no one that can speak into your life. If you've been saved more than 12 years, that applies to you. Because we, we get burned and hurt so much being leaders. We, it's the defense mechanism. It's stay alive. It's how we survive. Is we, uh, I'm around death and destruction all the time, but, but the amount of people that I, that I let speak to me is a different story. Isn't that right? Say yes. That's right. Okay. And I'm not asking you to believe every Tom, Dick, or Harry that comes along. And I'm not asking you to believe every fad or prophecy somebody says to you. I'm not. I'm not asking for that. I would never ask you to do that because you will fail. That's certain failure. But you need people in your life that can speak into your life that might chafe you a little. But they need to be folks that's actually doing the job. See, when I first started, I was a kid. I was 20, uh, 22. I actually got on the field at 23. And uh, I was a kid. Uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never even been out of America. And I, went, I, I left to live there. But fortunately, I had six mentors. And man, those guys were some tough jokers. Especially two of them. Good night. One guy told me, get on out of my office. You're nothing but excess baggage. He said, you ain't even been saved ten years yet. Get on out of here. And I just look at him. You need to be shot. (laughs) Come on. I, I need help. He said, go see God. But I stayed with him. And, and, and over time, he believed I was going to stay. And he started, started giving me advice. It's because I stayed. Man, that man chased me. I tell you what, man, I didn't want to be around that guy. He, he, I didn't like him. But I needed him. <laughs> I needed that guy. Whew. One of the greatest men I've ever had in my life. Man, that guy ended up being a dad to me. My dad was my, one of my mentors as well. He was an amazing fellow. And, but I need, you, I need you to understand that God's not limited. The chariots of God are, are 20,000 and thousands upon thousands. 
And would you back Excuse me, I gotta look it back up. This thing's jumping out of my app. So, Corbin, we fix this when we get to the room. Do you understand? I said, do you understand me? Okay, buddy. Let's see, Jeremiah. No, that's not what we want. Ecclesiastes. That's getting close. You know what's fortunate? I don't get embarrassed. You know, sometimes I'll be going along and, you know, having a blast, and I'll look over at my wife, and she is as red as my shirt. She just, I mean, that woman is just, I mean, she's just, and I'll ask her, are you sick? No. Well, what's wrong? She says to me, everybody else in here is embarrassed. Oh, well, y'all need to get saved. <laughs> the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. Listen, listen, the army's not out of gas. You hear me? We're not out of resources. Things are good in the kingdom of God. Your character issues and attitudes and problems have zero to do with the energy of God. I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I need you to get a grip. It's going to be all right. Take a chill pill, son. I'm the most lit up, obnoxious, rude, aggressive human in here. And I never, I'm telling you, I'm not going to bow to any of this junk. I'm going to decide whether I take the battle or not, but I, I am not bowing to it. There, there are, there's help. There is help. Chariots of God. Remember that prophet? His, his, his PA was freaking out because the Syrian army's out there. And finally the old prophet got tired of the whining. And said, God, show him, please, my goodness. And the mountains were filled with the chariots of God. And, and <laughs> the helper goes, say what? Wow, no wonder you're so aggressive. It's because it's true. It's true. And look what it says. I want you to hear what it says. Even thousands of angels, the Lord is among them. You have help. It's rare that we see it. I know that. I get it. I don't get to see it. I'm not a seer. But I see a lot. I mean, I'm in such a battle, the bad guys just feel obligated to show me themselves. And I, I do like it. But now, last I think it's been about the last eight years, now the good guys are showing up, and I'm getting to see them often now as well. It's pretty nice. And, and, and the Lord, I don't get to see Him very often, but I have seen Him twice. I was shot one time, laying on the bed dying, and He walked into the room, touched me on the side of the head, healed me, and walked out the wall. It was nice. 
serious. Boy, I was hurting. <laughs> you don't want to get shot. Say, no, I don't. Say it. <clears throat> the Lord is among them as in Sinai. In the holy place. Say, I want to be in the holy place. I want to be in the holy place. I want to be in the holy place. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You, you know, I'm reading out of, that, out of the King James this morning. You hear that? It, them these and thou's, boy, they, they complicated. You have led captivity captive. Thank you, God, that you have taken down what wants me captive. Say thank you. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. See, what I do in the morning when I get up and I turn my Bible on and I do, I take a couple of vitamins, I mess around and do my junk, little pattern I got going. And then when I start worshiping God, the first 30 minutes, only one word comes out. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Holy One. That's all I say. I don't say nothing else. And it's just irritating to everybody around Jesus because they want pretty words and lots of them. There's only one that matters. Gracias, Cristo. <laughs> it's true. And, and look what it says in verse 18 again. It says, you have, you have led captivity captive. You have received the gifts. Now listen. For men. Say, I receive your gifts, God. Say it. This is God. We're talking about God. This is this is not an angel or whatever rank or whatever you think that needs to. You're not worthy ever what you think about yourself. What I think about myself is Jesus is king. And I'm a favorite son. That's what I think. And I act accordingly. And it's whether, whether there's money, whether there's things happening good or evil, it's all the same. To me, it's an even kill. Jesus is king and I'm my favorite son. I am highly favored of the Lord. That's how it goes. And it says right here, watch this, for the rebellious. See, that's where I have trouble is the rebellious house. Ah, boy, that bothers me. Yet there's no need to be rebellious. You, you get far more things when you're not rebellious. But I want you to look at the mercy of God, what it says here. For the rebellious also. Doesn't that, just, that gripes me. I'm not kidding you. Because here I am trying to be a good guy, trying not to be a, a, a sin and carry on and be rebellious. And uh, go, I go out of my way to, to have a structure of holiness and all this stuff that I do. And yet God allows, He loves people so much that He don't slaughter the rebellious. He allows His mercy because it rains. The New Testament says it rains on the just and the unjust equally. And, and I really have come to appreciate that because especially this last uh, year and a half, we had two things. There was a three-year drought in our part of Mexico. Man, she took a toll on us. And, uh, I mean, all my neighbors are losing crops and cows and all that stuff. Uh, our, ours, we didn't lose any to the drought. But then the plagues, after the drought, uh, there's these plagues that come. Uh, boy, kills chickens, pigs, cows, citrus, cane. Boy, oh boy, it's not awesome. 
And it just, I don't know where it comes from. It just shows up. I don't know. It just, and the wind will start blowing sometime, a hurricane force wind, and blow in billions of locusts. Billions. They're as high as you can see, or locusts, and you can't see the end of them on either side. And anything green is gone. I'm telling you, you need God. Dale. And last year, let's see, first of last year, I think it might have been at the end of uh, 21 or so, it might have been the middle of 21, the, this blight hit our oranges. It was, a, it was a plague. Goodness gracious, it just has no mercy. And I, I didn't know, but we survived. Okay? And we had a really good crop, not a full crop, but a good crop. All right? Uh, but everybody else lost everything. So, so when there's a shortage, what does that do for your product? Price is in the sky. And so we, we, they, brought, they sent me an engineer out there, and we were working with him trying to figure out how to stop the plague and so forth. And we were praying and fasting and calling on God. Well, we got it shut down. The plague, I mean. All right. And, and then finally, now, but this year, watch, watch this. This year, I go down there, uh, you know, and I'm, uh, I go out and expecting oranges. I don't have any. But what I have is green fruit. Green. But it turns out, I, I, I tell you, God is so smart. <laughs> Our crop this year is going to make the most money ever. Because uh, what I do with our crops is I let the brothers come and tend, and, I, and uh, so they get the crop to run their ministries. Do, do, do you I do all the work, and they get the, for, the, for their ministries. They, they help work, too. So, so this year, there's what? Four pickings on them? Okay, so, so that's impossible. You, you may have two or three trees in an in a orchard. If you're fortunate, that has all four seasons, or a, a year worth of fruit, I'm saying. See, y'all don't, y'all don't get it, because you go to the store and buy yours, but... But having a tree where you can go out there at any time and pick orange off of it is rare. They come once a year. But then you've got a tree all of a sudden that has flowers and little bitty bullet, little, little, uh, little baby oranges. And then you've got some half-grown oranges and then some mature oranges. That's a, that's a whole year. So this year... Half of my orchard, 4,000 trees, half of them. You talking about some jack, jack. Listen, they're fixing to be some money because they haven't recovered from the, from the plague. And these four seasons do not have oranges. We do. 
we can basically set our own price. God has gifts for you. And you don't know. I don't know to even ask for that. I am a farmer. I was raised in it and all that. And we've been doing it a while. Cattle and oranges and now we've got sugar cane and on and on. There's lots of stuff we're doing uh, for the kingdom of God. It's for people. I don't want it for me. It's for people. I'm not going to be an important businessman. I'm going to be a God ministry builder person. It says, listen to me. You ought to see the people coming out and looking at our orange orchard trying to figure out how we got those oranges to do that. We did it. We were in a drought like everyone else. We had a plague like everyone else. But the plague subsided quicker than we had a good crop. But then now it's set up for us to be blessed. Hear me? Hear me? All right. And so uh, I really like that. Say, I want that. I want the gifts of God. God has received gifts. On our behalf. Because we do not know. We have lost touch. With how God created this place. And, and we need him. To step in. Uh, and, and even though our hearts. If we compare ourselves to him. Instead of each other. Our hearts are still rebellious. Okay. All right. And I, I really like it, y'all. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all into it. You hear me or not hear me? Okay. Now, I need you to look, look at this. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive, and you have received gifts for men. We do not know how or what to ask. And, and I really like you can't get enough worship for me. I don't. Our worship, this is short to me. I, don't, I won't even move uh, toward preaching. Uh, it's usually between four and six hours. And every time the fire falls. It, it's incredible. You have to have bands lined up. Everybody's, uh, what do you call it, Fina? Fernando, what the, tuning their, their, their stuff. Because if they get up there and then start tuning, I set them down. I don't want that mess. Get out of here. You ain't got no control. Get out of my life. Give me somebody that wants to play and worship God. Dude, this is, it's not about a gift. It's about the king coming. Y'all hear me? I told you I'm tough. I'm hard to work with because I'm after Jesus. I'm not after being, being friends with you. I'm after Jesus. And I found it. And there's a way to maintain it. All right? Now look. Keep going. Yeah, for the rebellious also, the Lord God might dwell among them. I want God to come and dwell amongst us. 
and dwell amongst the rebellious as well. I have settled it in my heart that, that he's going to do it, so it's got to be okay with me. Now, next verse, 19. Blessed be the Lord. Say it out of your mouth. Say it again. Say it again. What does he do? What does your version say he does? See, I know, I know some of you want to yell but me. Yell but David. What about this? Well, what about this is every day you get loaded with benefits. You don't take them. Why, why are you fussing at me? Why is that on me? Because you choose not to believe what this says. And I'm, and I'm not mad at you. But I, somebody, you need to let somebody look at you and say, dude, you, you got stacks, you got warehouses of benefits. Go in there and shop. Let God bless you. Goodness, let the benefits overrun you. Let the blessing overtake you. I, I need some help with this. I don't agree with sitting in the squalor. In, this is my lot in life. Praise the Lord. No, that's what hell has deceived you into believing. There's a way out, and his name is Jesus, and his Father, God, and he daily loads us with benefits. He himself goes to war with his chariots, and he rounds up gifts for us, and he loads us with them. Say it. I want it. I'm right. Y'all are seeing it. I know you're seeing it. And I'm telling you, sometimes snakes will come through. Man, there'll be, we'll kill 20, 30 snakes at the time. I mean, these things will, any one of them bite you, you die. And it'll just be everywhere. In the house, in stuff. Oh my, it's just a war. Ha! Next thing comes is fleas, then ticks, then, oh, it's an endless cycle of hate from hell. But I need you to understand why you're loaded with benefits. It's so, it ain't so you can sit in a fat, easy chair and think, and think how stupid everybody else is. It's so you can go out there and rout hell with the chariots of God. So you can be a soldier of the, of the mighty one. All right, please. I understand how personal I'm getting with you. I got that. But I really, really want you to be successful. And there's some patterns being shown out there that are not godly. Okay, so let's do it. Let's jump over here now to the door thing. Okay. John chapter 10. And before we do that, would you put that lady up there? Is, is, what's your name? Are you or JP? So what'd you do with Stanley? Stanley, look what you did. You changed chairs on me. So he bumped you, did he? No? <laughs> okay. At least I got y'all's names, don't I? Thank y'all. Bless you. All right, look here. Now, I need you to look at this girl. Y'all see we're in a village? Anybody see that? That right there is your Aztec Indian girl. Village girl. 
You know, you know, you know there's no future hardly for village people. Y'all understand that or not? Education is not, it's not a priority to educate these people. Uh, and they're the most brilliant minds. I've, I've yet to meet one that's not just exceptionally awesome. These people, you can't leave them behind. Bring them with you. Let's go. Every one of them, I tell them, dude, let's conquer this land. I tell them all. I'll lead you. Let's go. But we're not going to do it with bullets and hatred. We're going to do it with the gifts of God and the power of the Holy One. And I just want you to know, there's a, not, not this one, but there's another girl. She came to me. She's one of the poorer villages. I mean... She had, there's zero hope for her. I mean, at best, somebody will marry her and she can have a few kids and live, hopefully. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's no future. People need a future. And she come there one day, pretty girl. She's sitting there, my wife's there, a couple of elders are sitting around, and she just walked, I mean boldly, just walked straight up to me. Uh, she said, Brother David, can I talk to you? I said, first of all, what village are you from? She told me. I said, who's your dad? She told me. I said, is this your pastor? Yep. Okay. You love Jesus? Yep. You full of the Holy Ghost? Yep. All right, you can talk to me. So she starts talking. She said, I went to my elders in the, in the church, and they said I couldn't do it. I said, well, you know I have to back them. You know that. I cannot override those guys. She said, you hadn't heard me out. I said, it don't matter what you've got to say. I cannot split a church and a group of churches off from us. I can't do that. Because that's what's going to happen. She said, Brother David, God said. I said, why didn't you start with that? Because now it don't matter what men say. Next time you talk to me, baby girl, you tell me God said. You tell me God said, and all the politics gets chunked in the river. I said, what you got, darling? She said, Brother David, the angel of the Lord came and conversed with me. I said, dude, this is what you start with. You need educating, all right. And she said, he wants me to get an education. I said, that ain't possible. You know that ain't possible. She said, I do. They all explained that to me. I said, what do you want me to do? She said, I want you to give me an education. And I looked at my wife. I said, you in? She said, I'm in. I said, done. How high you want to go? My wife and I will pay the whole thing. And she just broke down on the floor, and there were some elders there. Started grumbling, you know. Of course they're going to grumble. Because I just usurped everybody's authority. I did it. And he goes, the one elder says to me, this is going to cause repercussions. I said, 
Why? Are you, do you have anything invested? Then you should shut your mouth. Didn't you hear her say the angel of the Lord came and God told her what to do? He said, I did hear that. I said, then your mouth needs to be closed. Yes, sir, Brother David. See, you won't let anybody talk to you like that. I know. You, you've excluded anyone who will. But you need people. I'm not, I'm not anxious to break rules. I'm anxious to follow God. And sometimes it's going to break rules. Rules have their place. They're in place for a reason. They, they have to be in place. And they're okay. It's all right. I'm not against your rules. But I'm against your rules usurping authority over God's mouth. How do we know she saw an angel? How do we know God spoke to her? We don't know that. What evil is it? You're not out a penny if I take a chance. So I started educating her. Send her to the best school. I say, you pick. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. You just go back to that great Holy Ghost and that angel that talked to you and tell him what avenue you need to follow. And you follow it and you take it to the top. You don't stop till you're at the top of whatever world God wants you at. Because you, baby, have the guts to be a champion. For you to roll up on me, a village girl, and talk, dude, you got, some, you got, you got something I need to help develop. Yes, sir. So she started going to school, and all of a sudden she started excelling. Now, now all of a sudden, this person that would never have a chance is at the top of every class she's in. There's no one ahead of her. Okay, okay, what? This is awesome. All right. Then, then she got into in the university. And she became valedictorian. And the governor of our state flew in his helicopter to her university to meet with her. He said to her, he said to her, which, which part of my staff do you want to run She said, God spoke to me and told me I'm to be over the penal system. He said, done. So she gets out of university, and now she is the director of all the penal, the, the, the prisons, all of them. And then she took over. And then the president of the country heard about her, and he let her have four states. I'm talking about a girl born in a dirt floor, son, with no help, nobody, everybody shutting you down, all this. Uh, and then finally she she comes to a meeting we're at. Of course, she's all dudded up, important person now. Really, her Spanish, ain't nobody, none of us can speak like her. She is one educated human being. And she's making fistfuls of money. 
Wow. And she said to me, I'm ready for you. I said, okay, open them up. We'll be there. So we went in all the prisons. Have some souls by the bucketfuls. So her education cost my wife and I quite a bit of money. So all these people that are saved now, what's the value of a soul? <laughs> it is awesome. This is the most amazing idea, isn't it? Say yes. Thank you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she comes back to one of these meetings uh, sometime, I believe it was in twenty first part of 22, and she's at some of these meetings, she, but she's up in the mountains with us again. You know, and I noticed her and I said, Dude, you're a city girl now. She said, I am. I said, what are you doing here? And one of our pastors that runs like, I don't know, 10, 15 churches, his wife had died. And he said, she's going to marry me. I said, what? Dang, man, you're getting an educated girl. She came back from that prestigious, wealthy environment she was in. And now she's a pastor's wife in the mountain running churches. Do you hear what I just said to you? I finally believe her that it was God. Didn't that something? And now she's pregnant. When's that baby coming? Right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, boy, she's a good girl. Man, I like her. I'm so glad it worked out for her. I'm so glad she got her husband or baby or, you know, uh, man, wow. Isn't that awesome? Sounds like a movie, don't it? It's just beautiful. Man, I like that. And now what you don't understand is there's hundreds of them out there. My wife and I have educated to give them a... Like we got caught one night by these police. They, it's, it's late at night. It's 2 in the morning. And, man, there's this roadblock, and these guys all are, you know, masked up, and they got guns. And this dude rolls up, and he says, You David? I said, Yep. Put me in handcuffs. Took everybody's papers. <laughs> Took me to jail. There ain't ever a reason. Uh, they won't tell you. So I'm there. He said, we're going to let you go for an hour, but we need you to come back. I need you to go make sure your family's safe. I said, hey, all right. So I did. We was trying to figure it out. Man, it's 3 in the morning. Golly. Nobody has papers anymore. Nobody has passports. It's awful. So I went back at the allotted time, and I'm sitting there. I'm in jail. I'm just sitting waiting. In walks the sergeant with key unlocked thing, pulls me out, brings me in this office. There ain't nothing. There's a desk and a chair. That's a, that's it. So I'm sitting there, and then in walks this commander. I mean, this dude is—he's got medals all over him. He comes walking in. He said, "They tell me you say you're David." I said, "I am David." He said, prove it to me. Preach to me. Man, 
You understand? Look, it's four in the morning. You understand how aggravated I am? I guarantee you his feet was burning in hell. You understand that, right? I mean, I lit him on fire, buddy. He said, yep, you David, all right. Pulls out all the passports and paperwork, hands them back to me. He said, you don't know who I am, do you? I said, I do not. He said, do you remember an orphan boy you took into your home? I said, yeah, I took a few in. He said, do you remember you took care of my mama and you fed my mama and you educated me all the way to university? You remember that? I said, no way. Are you daring? I am. He said, now I'm a high command commander in, in the police. And I'll give orders to the whole state to protect you. <laughs> Look at there. You talk about gifts. God give you gifts. Because it looks sideways. It looks broke. It ain't. The chariots of God. And the thousands upon thousands of angels and the Lord himself is with them. And he daily loads us with benefits. Say this with me. Benefits? You heard the Bible. Load me up. Right now be great. Come on now. We got this. You hear me? Look at me. You need to be encouraged. All right, let's do this door deal and we'll move on. Wait, we've got to do the girl. Okay, so this girl here, okay, she has nothing, you know. She's poor, she's village, she's all this stuff. Uh, but then, then she contacts cancer, puts her down. They tried to take her to the doctor, but they couldn't afford the, the bills. Say, we know that. Say it. Because if any of you have messed with a hospital, you understand the problem. And so, so they brought her home to die. And she was given like a week or so to live. And so they brought her home to die. And that's when her parents found out about us. And we went to them and started praying for her. How many times did y'all pray for her? Pretty long time. Yeah, a long time. How long? About a week. See, to him, that's a long time. And, and uh, praying, 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 praying. It is. I mean, young people don't, you know. And so, praying, praying, praying. And all of a sudden, I get this picture sent to me. What do you think that paper is in her hand? She's completely delivered, and they signed her out of the hospital here. Say it. I want that. Say it, I want that. Say it, I want that. In Jesus' name. Y'all with me? All right. Okay. We can put that, uh, whatever it is, was up there, back up there. Brother JP. Help him out, Stanley. <laughs> I just got to call y'all's name, that's all. John chapter 1. 
I mean, chapter 10, verse 1. Are you there? Back to the Amplified for me. Is that okay? I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, he who does not enter by the door. Say, I will enter by the door into the sheepfold. Jesus is the door. Say it. I will enter through Jesus. There's no other name given amongst men whereby you must be saved. But climbs up by some other way, whether it's Mary, Buddha, uh, Hare Krishna, Muhammad. Doesn't matter to me what the name is of the other way. It's bogus. It's a lie. Are you clear? You finally understand how I believe? Jesus is king. Mary is not God. Jesus is. Y'all clear? All right. All right. It says right in verse 2, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Say, I want to enter through the shepherd, the door, Jesus. I want to be a shepherd. Say it. Yes. The watchman opens the door for this man. Say, God, thank you for the watchman. See, that's who I've become now. I've become a watchman. It took time, but I'm a watchman now. Dude, I'm standing at the gate. And and it's awesome. It's awesome to have power of God and authority in God. I tell you, it takes forever. But I like it. It's awesome. And it says right here in verse uh, verse 3, The sheep listen to his voice and heed it. He calls his own sheep by name and brings them out. When he has brought his sheep outside, he walks. Listen to me. It doesn't matter where you are. My, My house is in the valley of the shadow of death. That's where I live. And he's with me. It don't matter that it's the valley of the shadow of death. That's my house. Be careful how you speak about it. He's there. I'll be all right. Do you hear me? It's true. Can't tell you the times they had a hold of me and beat me down, and and easily I could have fought them. Man, they beat me with machetes and clubs and stoned me with rocks. and It's hard. I don't like it because I have to sit there and take it. I do. Because it's the shepherd. He's the one going to intervene. Not me. I, not, my strength is not valid. His strength is valid. Look what it says. He walks on before them. And sheep follow him. Say, I will follow Jesus. There was an old song when I was growing up. I will follow. I will follow Jesus. Anywhere. Everywhere. I will follow along. They sang that thing. You ought to sing them old saints singing that thing. (laughs) And people went through a rough life, boy. Two, Two world wars. 
lost children, famine, I mean, the Great Depression. And you ought to, you ought to see them up there shouting, I will follow. I will follow Jesus. I was a kid. And I was looking at them. What's wrong with these knuckleheads? I didn't understand. I do now. My house is in the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Every week a, a, a plane flies low. 200 meters. Goes to my neighbor's. Turns on his side, bundles of pure cocaine fall out of that plane right, on, right beside my fence every week. Oh, don't talk to me about problems. Regularly there's gun battles. <laughs> Putting your kids to sleep. You don't, you don't know, see? <laughs> I will follow. I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow along. <laughs> yes, sir. And look what it says. Verse 5. They will never, on account of any, follow a stranger. I ask you not to be deceived. We are losing countless Good people to a whole lot of thinking. It's new age. It's, it's horrible. It's worldly thinking. They're allowing every kind of demon sin to be in the churches. And, and, and love is okay with it. Uh, love is not okay with it. Sin is evil. Please, don't be deceived. I mean, it's rampant. Holy Ghost. We will not follow a stranger. Say it out of your mouth. But we will run away from them because they do not know the voice of strangers. Say it. I don't know. Recognize. I don't understand. No, 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 no. Run, run, run. Get away. And that makes you look like an old Law, legalistic, call me what you must. I'm going to follow Jesus. Clear? <laughs> no amount of freedom is worth going to hell over. So, Jesus used this parable... Verse 6, with them. But they did not understand. Most people I talk to don't get it. What are you talking about? Everything's okay. Praise the Lord. Look, step outside your cul-de-sac that has a guard with a gun and look either direction. Things are not okay. We need Jesus. 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 It says, so Jesus said again, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you. This is twice he told us this in seven verses. I tell you that I myself am the door. Are you satisfied that Jesus is the door? Are you a sheep? Then that's how you enter. 
Holy Ghost. It's not money. It's not reputation. It's not politics. It's not education. It's Jesus. And some of those things are not evil to me, but they're not the door. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Shatalabata. And Jesus said again, I sure, verse 7, I surely and solemnly tell you, I myself am the door for the sheep. All others who came as such before me, look at this, look at this. All those other things that are out there, what does your Bible say they are? I need you to swallow that. And let it go into your spirit. These other things that's happening. They're thieves and robbers. They're wanting to rip you away from the shepherd. They're wanting to not give you entrance to the door. I need you going in that door. And he's going to explain to us why. It says, through, through me we'll be saved. Say, I want to be saved. He will come in, he will go out freely, and he will find pasture. Some of you saying, man, where I'm at, I, I don't know, I, it's so dry, I ain't no food, my Lord. You know what you just told me? I don't fast and pray. I don't seek God. I'll tell you who feeds me. It's the one with the fresh bread, his name is Jesus. He is the bread of life, John 5. He is the door, John 10. Jesus is king. Now, I apologize to you that I don't need you. I, I am. I'm sorry about that. Y'all seem to need people to need you. I don't, I don't know. I live in the valley of the shadow of death. I've been alone so long. I'm all right. And I'm a really good great-grandpa. Man, and I like my our work. I like coming here. I like y'all. I, I do. But but deception is on all sides. We cannot submit. People are telling me, look, but what about Brother David? This is hard. And I just look at him. So be it. That means your flesh is pulling you away from the truth. If something's becoming hard to you, you have decided the world is better. I'm not going to do it. I apologize to all of you about that. I do. I do. I apologize. I do. I do. I do. I do. I mean it. <laughs> Look at this. You ready? Say, I'm not going to follow a thief and a robber. But look what this says. The true sheep do listen to and obey. Hallelujah. Verse 9, I am the door. Anyone who enters, say, that's me. It's talking to me. Enter in through me will be saved. Say, I want salvation. And I want to live. I'm standing in front of y'all, outside of a few vitamins in the day. I don't take any meds. I am completely healthy. I've been to the doctor once in the last 40 years. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm sorry. I'm alive. And and I'm not gloating over you. And I'm not... 
pointing you out. I just need you to go through that door with me. Find that pastor. That pastor's healing. Because I didn't know about, y'all call it supernatural health. I just know it to be health. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know how come I stumbled onto it. But I just got tired of being sick one time. I had seven incurable diseases in a row. I died twice. And I said, no, this isn't. This is way too out of hand. And all of a sudden, I got whack healed. It's pretty nice. I am the door. Say, I want that door. I want what's behind it. In Jesus' name. And I want that pastor. And this is the verse y'all all preach. Verse 10. The thief comes. Say, thief. There's no place for you here. Get on out. In Jesus' name. The thief comes not but for a few reasons. Steal, kill, destroy. Say, stealing. Out. Murdering spirits. Out. Destruction. Out in Jesus' name. Jesus said these words to me. I come that you may have life. Thank him. Go ahead and thank him. It's okay. Receive the life of God. I receive the life of God. I receive the life of God in Jesus' name. Holy, 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 holy. And enjoy life. Look, I don't know. I'm a real strict, serious human being, and I'm not very. When I'm talking and I make jokes here, but everything else, I'm pretty quiet. I'm serious. I don't know what to say. But man, I enjoy the fire out of my wife and how we live. And we live in a war zone. Man, I like it. Golly, it sure is awesome. I want you to enjoy life. I want the joy of the Lord to come upon you. I want, I want you. Because life is serious. It is. Ain't no doubt. And I am too. But joy is always on me. Always. I was coming over here on, on the jet. Uh, and uh, like, like I told y'all, I got so many miles, they put me in a real important people room. And so I'm sitting there. And this stewardess comes over. She goes, now, Mr. Hogan, uh, my name's so-and-so. I said, okay, how you doing? She said, look here. She said, I noticed that you're probably not going to be in any trouble. She said, I noticed you're a joyful human being. And she, noticed, she said, I noticed that I probably am not going to be able to serve you very much. I said, yes, ma'am, I want to say thank you for that. I want to thank for the offer. I don't need anything. She said, but we got some really nice steaks. And we got some nice stuff, and it's for you. I said, yes, ma'am, I understand that, but I'm seeking the Lord God. I'm fasting. Thank you very much. She said, I knew you was a Christian. I said, yes, ma'am, I love Jesus. She said, look at here, anything. And then they kept coming. It, look, it's, this stuff's a joy to me, to be joyful, to not be poison in the air. You, it's your choice, okay? 
And I am serious, and I'm aggressive. I'm a lots of things, and I'm not going to bow to hell, period. Okay, I am that guy. But, but in just Joe Public out here, uh, they need me to be full of the joy of the Lord and be okay. Did you hear me? They are not your enemy. They are your next convert. Them ladies, there's two of those ladies, they, they, just, they just let me pray with them. And golly, they, they, it was just such a blessing. I, I don't know what to say to you. Say it, I want to enjoy life. Say it. It is hard sometimes. But you can't let the hardness of hell ruin your life. Okay? All right. Look, look now, here we go. I want to get through this hired servant thing because that's pretty rampant around. Verse, verse 12 says, The hired servant, listen, who merely serves for wages. If that is you, today's your day to repent. Because you're one sorry loaf of bread. Listen, if you're in it for the money, Dude, choose another job. Come on. We don't want to be no stick in the mud. Come on. We want to be full of the Holy Ghost. Today, if I have 5,000 U.S. dollars and I can give it to somebody, woohoo! And tomorrow, if I need a loan, woohoo! It's all the same. One of my pastors says it like this Problems are just passengers on a bus, they do get on the bus. But in a minute, they'll get off. Just keep riding the bus. <laughs> Man, I like that so much. I quote that guy. And he is the most serious, isn't he? This guy here, man, he is so scary. Everybody's scared of him. I'm not because he's a son of mine, you know. But, man, he has developed into this pretty strong weapon. <laughs> and I like him a lot. Man, that's a strong fellow. All right. So don't worry about the don't worry about problems. They're gonna get on the bus. Just don't let it be you. <laughs> Look what it says. Look what this says. Who is neither the shepherd nor owner of the sheep? Say, God, I repent. Say it. Come on, because we all have ideas sometimes how to make money, how to do stuff. Because we're just not getting enough. On and on and on goes the righteous causes. But i got to take care of the sheep because I'm a shepherd and I'm a good shepherd in Jesus' name. And look, look what it says. When he sees the wolf coming, let me go ahead and go on record with you. The wolf is coming. You're not going to escape. But when, when, when the heretic, or excuse me, hired servant Seize the wolf. What do they do? Here, give me what I can take. Hurry, quick, fill your pocket. Let's go. That is exactly how it is. I've been at this a long time. That's all I deal with anymore. Problems. So, here's what it says. He deserts the flock and runs away. And the wolf chases. 
and snatches them and scatters the flock. How many waves of evil have you seen since you've been saved? I am currently on number 11, where great ministries rise and become super powerful and dominant. And then the money, the lust, the greed gets in the way, and these great, these are great human beings. And God just wipes the plate. And the sheep scatter. That's over and over. Please, don't let that be us. It doesn't matter. To me, it never has mattered how big our work was, how much money we have. I just want to be faithful to what God has called me to do. Now we're big and things are better financially as well. I want to be faithful. Say me too. Now the hireling flees because he's merely serves for wages and is not himself concerned for the sheep. I've been around quite a few of those people, so we need that out of our lives. Say, I want it out. All right. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. Say, thank you, God. I know and recognize my own. Say it. In my own, know me and recognize me. Say, that's what I want in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost. All right, now if you will put that other, Mr. J.P., put that other uh, thing up there. All right, I want you to look at this here. Crippled, it got healed. Does anybody recognize, recognize the tribe? Anybody? See that? You go out that door and turn right, and when you go out the, the side door and look up, you're looking at Mount Everest. And so, so I'm sitting there, right? And they told me, it took me, look at this, look at now. It took me six days. I'm a seasoned traveler. It took me six days to get there. I mean, pressing it. I mean, trying to get there. Six days. <laughs> but I made it. The last day was an eight-hour eight hour ride in a, in a four-wheel drive and then a two-hour hike. All right. Now, but when I got there, I couldn't even get in the building. There was so many people. But I got to get in there. I got to I gotta do my job. I got to. Heal the sick. So what I did is I got down on my hands and knees and I crawled through the people. And I get over there. And there's this lady there. When I went by her, she grabbed me. She's blind. She grabbed hold of me. You know, and I, I cannot speak their language. And she's just talking to me. Da, 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 da. And I can't call anybody. Because you can't get to me. And then I looked at her. And she, her eyes were solid white. I said, I know how to fix this problem. I reached up and slapped her in the face. <laughs> Bam! Her eyes popped open. 
And she saw me. Ah! She took off and I took off. Easy fix. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. So I'm going. And I get over here to where I'm going to have to stand up and talk. And there are these deaf and mute and crippled. And so they tried to get an interpreter to me. They couldn't. It was just, when, I, when they saw me, they just start tearing your clothes off of you. Y'all, there's a different kind of hunger around. And, and so, I'm pretty pleased, right? Because uh, my wife always tells me, let them tear your shirt, I'll buy you a new one. And so I always do. And so, there we are. And the next thing that happened was, there were so many people, you can't move. They, they are so uh, determined to get a hold of me. So I told them, sit down. So they all sit down. I said, now, I'm going to roll out here on top of you. And so people are shouting what I was saying. I, look, I was, laying, I was laying on these people rolling. And they were getting up healed. This guy, three years he'd been twisted. And, and in a village, uh, you know, in the Himalayas, golly, man, it's hard for him because the mountains are this away. He, he can't, can't go anywhere, hardly. He was dragging himself with his crutches on his back. And that's, and that's how he got to us. And he, all of a sudden, he jumped up and started running. I mean, in the, just, just, you should have seen it. Ah! I like my job. And I like you for letting me come here. Thank you. And now I want to pray if it's all right. We'll pray for some people. It's up to you. Because I've showed you a whole bunch of different miracles on, on little pictures. Because it's, it's not my responsibility to show you scenery and masses of people. It's my responsibility to talk you into healing the sick. Because I've showed you all over the world, actually. Because <laughs> it works. Sure does. So let's pray. Yeah, so we just want to invite you forward. If you need healing, if you need a breakthrough, if you need whatever it is, just come. And we just trust that God's going to do something awesome today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, all right. Just come. Ministry team, you can come as well. 
just help. Maybe we can move this front row out of the way again just to make some space. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You can just move with some of the team. And whatever it is that you're trusting the Lord for, let's just bring it before Him. Bring it to the door. Just say, Lord, come. Speak, release, stir us, set us on fire. Heal me, deliver me, revive me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We can pray, guys. Oh. 
big hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we bless you in the name of Jesus. You can go home now and eat or whatever it is you want to do. Thank you for listening to this session. We hope that you were blessed by it. For more information about the ministry, go to www.aflame.co.za or find us on Facebook and Instagram under Aflame Ministries. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.